Welcome to Passion Life Church. Well, good morning and welcome to Passion Life Church. We're so glad that you're here. We're starting a brand new series today that we've entitled, I Can Do Hard Things. And it's taken from Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. The scripture says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And, you know, I think we all know that scripture. We sing it, we confess it, we love it, we quote it. But the truth is, is that we can do all things because of Jesus. I like to say it this way, I can do because he did. And I think it's so easy, especially nowadays, to be focused on what we can't do. But yet, it's through Christ that we can do what we normally couldn't do on our own. You know, Colossians 1.27 says, It's Christ in you that is the hope of glory. Man, think about that for just a moment. So we can do all things through Christ. You know, and all means all. That's not just like the easy things. Anyone can do the easy things, right? All includes the hard things. And sometimes life has hard times, hard things that we have to do. I like to call them the must-dos, right? Uh, you must do the hard things at times. It's a part of life. And how many of you know that we have to do the must-dos so we can do the things that we enjoy doing? I love telling my son all the time, I say, we work hard so we can play hard. But as a child of God, when it comes to these must-dos that life sometimes brings us, we don't have to collapse under those must-dos. I love that, that we can go through hard times and actually go through them well. You know, a lot of us at times uh, in life are faced with, you know, difficult circumstances. Life is filled with ups and downs at times. But I just want to encourage you, difficult doesn't mean impossible, right? And in this series, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to share with you what you can do really when you don't know what to do. Or maybe you think, <laughs> I can't really do anything, Phil. You know, I, I, I can't do anything in this moment. No, you can. I want you to turn this morning to Acts chapter 16, verse 22. Acts chapter 16, verse 22. And let me give you some history here of what's happening. We are looking into the life of the Apostle Paul today. And Paul was being used greatly by God. And, uh, you know, he's the one that's written two-thirds of the New Testament. And uh, at this time, Paul was experiencing great momentum in his life. I mean, and life could be that way. I mean, there's, there's, there's times where life is great and you, you just experiencing momentum. It, things like, it seems like things are just going your way. But for Paul, as he was experiencing this great momentum, this girl was following him and uh, she was a fortune teller. Uh, she was contradicting everything that Paul was saying. She was mocking him. And Paul got annoyed at some point, and he cast the evil spirit out of her. Because it was an evil spirit that was working through her to mock Paul. And you would think, wow, Paul you know, set this little girl free by ministering to her, and you would think people would be happy. Well, that's not the case. And let me just tell you, don't be surprised that not everyone will be happy when you get your miracle. Because this fortune teller, she was making money for her masters. So when they realized that the, the future income was gone, they were mad at Paul. And they had Paul and Silas arrested. And so they went from a time of going and having momentum in their ministry right into a hard time of their life. Did you find Acts chapter 16, verse 22? Let's read it. It says, The crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas, and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. 
after they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. When he had received these orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, come on, say suddenly with me. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. The jailer woke up, and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he had thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, don't harm yourself. We are all here. You know, today I want to talk to you about when life gets hard, there is one thing you can do. Actually, there's many things, and that's what we're going to go through in this series. But today I want to focus on, you know, you can praise God. You can praise God. You know, I love reading these verses because it reminds me, you know, just how quickly life can change from going to, you know, from one moment, having momentum in your life, you know, you think you have security, you have job security, life is great, and then things shift, and then you get furloughed. I've talked to a lot of people uh, at our church who life was going great, they had a good job, and then they were furloughed. My friend, uh, his brother, just passed away from a motorcycle accident. They were best friends. Life was going good. And then life got hard uh, for him. And I got a chance to talk with him and, and, and you know, just encourage him. But life changes so quick at times. And, um, you know, someone you think is always in your life, like my friend, his brother, he thought, man, you know, we're going to live and get old together. All of a sudden is, is not there. And, and life got hard. And so Paul and Silas, they were doing what God had called them to do. I mean, they were ministering to people. They were starting churches. And Paul will go from seeing momentum in his life into what I call a midnight moment. It's like a midnight moment. And it's interesting how many times, even myself just talking with people, you know, they were, they'll say, man, life was great. And then all of a sudden, then COVID hit. They always put that in there. Then COVID hit. In other words, there was momentum in my life. And then I went into this, what I'm calling a midnight moment. And for Paul and Silas, they were arrested. They were beaten <laughs> until they were black and blue. And they were thrown into the inner prison and put into shackles. You know, I think sometimes when we think about our year and then you listen to what happened to Paul and Silas, you're like, eh, maybe my year wasn't so bad after all. You know, but the Bible says that it was about midnight. I mean, they're, they're hurting, they're bruised, you know, their bodies are just broken from, from being beat. And uh, I mean, you couldn't imagine worse situations. They were in, in, the, in, their, in their prisons, uh, in the inner prison. There was a lot of times there was sewage. There was um, feces that run through the inner prison. So they're sitting in that, uh, you know, they're among other prisoners. And, and it didn't seem like the future was real clear at this point. And, they, and not only were they in the prison, but they're in the prison at midnight. I mean, at midnight. Now, I'm going to tell you what midnight represents. Midnight represents darkness. Darkness represents confusion. And I don't know if you've ever been to a place like that in your life where it just seems like there's no certainty. And that can be confusing. And, you know, you're doing the best that you know how to do. You're doing what God wants you to do. But it just seems like, man, I just can't get clarity on this situation. So again, they're not only in the prison, but they're in there at the dead of night. It's dark. And here's what Paul and Silas do in their midnight moment. And I hope this encourages you. They begin to praise 
and worship God. You know, you can do that too. Right now, if you're going through something hard, you can praise God. Now, they're not praising God, right, because they're in the prison. They're not praising God because, oh, I'm praise you, Lord, because I'm in a hard time. No, 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 no. They were praising God because they realized the power and the impact that praise can have. And I think a lot of people don't really understand the power of praising God, especially in, in the times that you're going through when you don't feel like praising God. Because let's be honest, anybody can praise God when the miracle happens. And we can lift up our hands and say, "Woo, thank you, Jesus. But can you praise God when you're in the prison of your life? Can you praise God when it's dark? Can you praise God when no one else around you is praising God? And so what I want to do today is I want to give you three outcomes to praise that I think we need to understand that's going to help you. Here's the first one. Praise magnifies the presence of God and not the problem. It magnifies the presence of God, but not the problem. You know, Psalms 22 verse 3 says this, But thou art, but thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. Another translation says this, that when we praise God, God is enthroned in the praises of his people. So let me say it this way. Our praise brings the king and his kingdom into your situation. Wow, I think that's so powerful. So when you enter his presence with praise, he enters your circumstance with power. I want to say that again. So when you begin to lift up a praise and you enter his presence with praise, he enters your circumstance with power. Now, we all need to understand that God's presence is here. You know, the Bible tells us that he never leaves us and he never forsakes us. God's presence is right there with you. But what praise does is praise plugs you into that power of his presence. You know, God's presence, I like to say it this way, is like the electricity in your house. It's there. It's all there. But to access that electricity, you've got to get connected. You've got to plug yourself into the wall, right? And when you plug yourself in, boom, your device, whatever, your lamp, whatever you need electricity for is then connected and is working because it is is plugged in. And so, you know, I, I don't know if you've ever come to a place in your life, I've done this many times, where I've plugged in my phone before I went to bed, and I thought that it was plugged in, I thought it was charging, and then when I woke up the next day, it didn't charge because it wasn't correctly plugged in or connected. You know, and I, I talk to people, and I see people who will tell me, hey, you know, Pastor Phil, um, you know, I I know God, I know God is real. I know God can do miracles. But here's my question. Are you connected and are you plugged into that power? Are you connected and plugged into that miracle power? Because in the midnight moments, you have to know how to connect to the power that is beyond your power. Now, in these midnight moments, I think there's two responses that we could really have. You're either going to praise God or you're going to get into self-pity. <laughs> I want to say that again. You're going to praise God, or you're going to get into self-pity. And that can happen. Man, when times get tough, right, we can start feeling sorry for ourselves. But let me, let me just tell you about self-pity, because self-pity is actually paradoxical to praise. Self-pity is the opposite of praise, because self-pity magnifies yourself. Self-pity magnifies self. Praise magnifies God. And the enemy loves to capitalize on our self-pity. Oh, he does. And you know, someone who's bogged down by self-pity 
to be honest, you can't even really see past yourself. And so you become the hero in this story. And then it, it becomes all about your ability, whether you think you can get through this. And yet God is, is wanting to connect with you with his power so you can be go beyond your power, you know, and, and, and go beyond your own strength, right? And uh, here's what's interesting, I think, about Paul and Silas as they're sitting there and they just begin to praise God is they don't get into self-pity. They, start, they don't start asking, why did this happen to us? Where's God? You know, we were doing it God's way. I guess this must be God's will that we be in prison. You know, they don't say, I don't believe you, God, anymore. You don't hear Paul and Silas say, God, what are you trying to teach us in this moment? They don't say, God, are you punishing us? The truth was, Paul and Silas were being attacked by the enemy for doing God's will. And I'll tell you what, maybe your life has come under attack recently. Maybe that's why things are getting hard, because you're moving forward. You're moving forward in the things of God. And so the enemy comes against you, and he's not going to let you move forward. But the proof of the power and presence of God is not the absence of an attack, but it's the ability of the believer to withstand it. I want to say that again. You know, the power or the proof of the power and presence of God is not that you don't come under attack. More often than not, you're going to come under attack because you're moving in his power, moving in his presence. But we, as the children of God, we have the ability to withstand it. Amen. Come on, somebody. But here's how you withstand it. Paul starts singing in the prison at midnight. In the worst moment, in the darkest moment, in the most confusing moment, he begins to lift up a song. You know what I find interesting is that at midnight, Paul had a song in his spirit. He had a song in his spirit. How did he have a song in his spirit? Well, Paul had a song in him, and he put a song in him when he didn't need it. So it was there when he did need it, you know? And so I think we have to understand a couple things about praising God. Well, number one, we praise God because of who he is. He is God, and we're not. And so you always have a reason to praise him. But here's the second reason why we praise God is because of what he's done for us. And, you know, I think when, when times get hard and times get tough, we can really forget how many times God has brought us through. We can forget the miracle power. Remember, the children of Israel, they started complaining as soon as they, they got some opposition. They forgot about how God had freed them from Egypt and all of the miracles that God had done in their lives. Well, I just want to remind you for a moment, you have reasons to praise God. You know, this is why the psalmist says his praise will continually be on my lips. You know, that means I'm going to praise him even if I don't need anything from him. I'm just going to praise him because I love him. Now, if you don't put a song in your spirit in the daylight, it won't help you get through the midnight. So here's what I got to do. I've got to put a song in my spirit in the daylight when things are bright, when things are good, so it can help me get through the midnight moments. Because the truth is, is when I put a song in the daylight, it will help me get through the midnight. And when what you do in the midnight moments is going to determine your morning. And so right now, do you have a song in your heart? It may be something little. It may be, do you have uh, some things that you could speak to God? You know, because let me ask you, in these moments, what are you magnifying? What are you magnifying? See, many people, what they do is they magnify the problem. 
They're actually constantly singing the praises of their problems. And guess what happens? Nothing changes. Instead of praising God, they're using their mouth to magnify their problems. And whatever you magnify in your spirit will be magnified in your life. I want to say that again. Whatever you're magnifying in your spirit is going to be magnified in your life. That's why some people, you know, they have a problem, but they just make it so much bigger. Because they just keep magnifying. Now, I'm not saying we praise God because we're in prison or we're in a prison season. I'm saying we praise God despite the prison. So whatever you magnify in your life gets bigger. Now, the question becomes, you know, Phil, can I make God bigger? I mean, can I make God more powerful? No, of course not. God is all powerful. But what you can do is you can make him bigger in your own life. You can make him bigger in how you see him by magnifying him. This is a good word this morning. Here's another outcome of praise. Number two, praise produces strength and silences the enemy. Psalms 8 verse 2 says this, From the mouths of children and infants you have ordained praise on account of your adversaries to silence the enemy and the avenger. I don't know what the enemy's speaking into your life right now, because in hard times, he'll tell you you're not going to make it. Maybe he's telling you, you know, you just need to quit right now. Maybe he's telling you, you know, your life doesn't matter. Listen to how the Passion Translation says, Psalms chapter 8, verse 2. It says, Yea, you have built a stronghold by the songs of children. Strength rises up with the chorus of infants. This kind of praise has power to shut Satan's mouth. Childlike worship will silence the madness of those who oppose you. You know, when you look into the Hebrew language, praise and strength are actually used interchangeably. You know, and so I just want to encourage you. I applaud you for being at church here today, because when you praise God, your strength is being renewed. You know, Isaiah tells us that those that wait upon the Lord, their strength shall be renewed. But the truth is, in the literal Hebrew, that word, those, that phrase, they that wait upon the Lord, actually means this. Those that gather before the Lord. Now, again, I want to remind you, right? God is always with you. You say gather before the Lord. Yes, I mean, you can gather before the Lord. But here's what happens. If you, when you praise, you plug in to that strength. You're connected to that strength. So you're gathering for a purpose before the Lord. It's just not, oh, we're just coming together. No, we're actually gathering. We're connecting. We're plugging into the presence of God. Why? Because in these moments, we need strength. And the Bible says not only does strength get imparted to us, but God shuts the enemy's mouth when you praise him. And I think it's interesting because the whole goal of the enemy is to silence us. But yet praise silences the enemy. You know, think about it. He's trying to get you to shut up by he's telling you all these lies. You know, the word doesn't work. This is all useless. Why are you listening to this? You know, it's not going to help you. But you know what? He's trying to silence you. But when you open up your mouth, come on, somebody, and you lift up a praise, praise silences the enemy. Man, I think it's a good opportunity right now to take a praise break and just praise God right where you're listening to this. Just open up your mouth and tell God how good he is, how powerful he is. Yes, Lord, we thank you. Here's what I love about Paul and Silas. I love that Paul and Silas didn't allow their pain and the prison to silence the praise. 
I want to say that again. I love the fact that Paul and Silas, they didn't allow the pain or the prison to silence their praise. But in the midst of their pain, in the midst of the prison, in the midst of the midnight moment, they lifted up a praise. And you know what happens when we do that? Here's number three. Praise brings breakthrough in our lives. It brings breakthrough in our lives. You know, uh, Acts chapter 16, verse 26 says, suddenly, and there it is, God can change things in a moment. Yes, he can. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And all at once, all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. Wow, what an incredible miracle. You know, I know you're probably believing for some miracles. I'm believing for miracles. But I want to ask you a question. In this story that we just read, who initiated this miracle? Who initiated this miracle? You know, somebody might say, well, God initiated it. No, God was, was sitting on his throne. I'll tell you who initiated the miracle, Paul and Silas. Paul and Silas initiated their own miracle through their praise. They actually began to praise God. And it not, on, not only did they break through and their chains were broken off, it actually helped other people as well. This is why I think it's so important that we come together corporately and we praise God. Sure, you at home having private praise and worship, you need that. But when we gather together, God can do something in that corporate gathering that he can't do with you just by yourself. You know, it says that when they sang, the other people heard them. So they were lifting up their voice. And I, I love this because we don't see praise like this, but it's, it's outlined in this story. Your praise can not only help you have a miracle and breakthrough, but it can actually help the people around you and your family have a breakthrough. That's what happened in this story is that not only did Paul and Silas begin, become free, but the prison doors opened for everybody and everyone's chains came loose. You know, praise activates deliverance. It does. And the guard, when he saw this, was about to kill himself because there was a law that he was responsible for those prisoners, and it was his life for their life. So if they escaped, he was going to kill himself. But you know what happened? Because Paul and Silas praised God, the guard and his family not only got saved, they got baptized. And look what happens as an outcome of this praise. People get saved, people get baptized. In my church family, um, the, the church in Philippi was born out of this experience. And here's what I love about this story is the devil, he thought he had the upper hand, but what he didn't plan for was God's power. And see, God's like, all right, you want to throw my boys, Paul and Silas in jail? Watch what I'm going to do. I'm going to set all the prisoners free, right? I'm going to open all the prisoners' uh, uh, doors. I'm going to save a whole family. We're going to start a new church. All of that came out of a hard time for Paul and Silas, a tough time. But they decided that they were going to praise and you know, God inhabits, his kingdom comes into your life. It's there, but you connect to the power of that king and his kingdom when you lift up a praise. And you know what you can do? You can praise. There may not be a lot of things that you can do in hard times, but you can focus on God's goodness, 
You can magnify his presence and magnify his power. And I believe that as you do that, I'm standing with you, that chains will be broken. And let me say this, prison doors will be open as well. So the things that are trying to hold you back, the things that are trying to keep you bound will no longer do that in Jesus' name. And this is what happens when we begin to magnify our Lord and our Savior. Lord, we just praise you. I just want to encourage you right now. Just take a moment and just praise him. Just take a moment and just worship him. I like to say worship is worth ship right? Just declare his worth that he's still with you in this hard time. He has not left you. The prison, when the prison's not a surprise to God, he doesn't leave because the prison's too much for him. No, he's right there. But I want you to plug in. I want you to get rid of distractions. I want you to really look at him and say, God, I praise you for who you are. And a lot of times, my church family, we've got to praise him in advance. I want you to praise him like the miracle has already happened, even though you haven't seen it manifested. But, you know, they they gave a praise before all of the earthquake and all of the miracle. They just began to praise God. And Lord, we praise you. Lord, I pray today that shackles will be broken over people's lives. Father, I pray that new doors of opportunity will uh, be open in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you and your power, Lord God, would be a testimony in their life to what happens when a child of God goes through hard things. We can do the hard things because we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Wow, what an incredible message. Listen, we love you so much. I'm thankful that you have watched today or tuned in today, and um, I'm grateful for you. Now, I just want to end with a couple things. Listen, if you're listening to this podcast, maybe on SoundCloud, tune in on YouTube. It's Passion Life Church Marietta. We're live every Sunday at 10 uh, Pacific. You can see our praise and worship team. You can hear these incredible messages hear God speak to you. We're also on Facebook Live at just Passion Life Church Marietta. And again, 10 o'clock Eastern, the service comes on live. We'd love to uh, connect with you. And also here on SoundCloud, listen, if these messages are impacting your life, come on, send us an email. Let us know at info at passionlifechurch.com. Info at passionlifechurch.com. And one last thing, listen, if this this ministry is blessing you. I want you to consider and pray about blessing us so we can continue to move forward. That give a gift today. You know, um, it's very simple. You can just take out your your cell phone and text PLC Marietta, M-U-R-R-I-E-T-A, Marietta, PLC Marietta to 77977. And you can text to give. It's as safe as online banking. And you can give a gift. Why? Because this is helping us continue to expand God's kingdom here in California. And not only in California, but we have people watching from New Jersey, Texas, uh, SoundCloud, through SoundCloud. We have people watching in Africa and uh, listening in Africa. And and God is really blessing this ministry. Be a part of of this. Partner with us. And uh, you can also go to passionlifechurch.com. And there's some other ways that you can give. If you'd like to send in a check, you can do that by just clicking the giving page at passionlifechurch.com. And uh, it'll give you the address to do that. Listen, we love you. This is going to be an amazing series. You're going to love it. And I just want to remind you that you can do hard things. We love you and God bless you. We'll see you soon.
Thank you for listening today. We hope that you were encouraged and uplifted by today's message. For more information about Passion Life Church, visit us online at passionlifechurch.com.